This is the Big Stick Energy Podcast, where three friends talk their favorite sports, baseball and hockey. Welcome all to the Big Stick Energy Podcast. I'm Eric, not Jim. Jim's actually not here today. Yeah. He had to be an adult and do work. I so. thought he had the shits. Work. Yeah, okay, it's a cover-up. <laughs> so if you can't tell by our voices, it's just Joe and I, Eric, yeah. doing a, a twosome today. Not, not a threesome. Traditional. Yeah, more traditional. We don't probably want... a little uh, missionary. You know, nothing crazy. Yeah, no devil's threesome. Yeah, nothing well, like that. Jim's obviously the woman in that situation. Yeah, but we are a sports podcast located in the Philadelphia area, who mainly talk about the Philadelphia Phillies and the best team in Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Flyers. But we also jump around both the respective leagues of the NHL and MLB. But uh, yeah, we have a we have a bit to talk about today. We're gonna put a disclaimer at the beginning, and say that we're gonna kind of go a little bit into the Phillies. But Jim had said since he's missing uh, the recording of this week's episode, he's gonna do a little mini so, like how I did uh, two weeks ago. I think yeah, two weeks ago he's gonna do go a little more in depth in some of the stories that he had sent us. So. You'll get some more. Fill, you'll probably get a little bit more of a Flyers-heavy episode today, which, with the way they're playing, I don't think anyone's gonna really mind. Uh, first, how you doing, Joe? I'm good, thanks. Just uh, started a new job this week, so going about all that, you know, trying to get my bearings in that. Um, but doing good. Other than that, how about you? Yeah. Uh, same here. Just been working. Uh. Chilling out. The uh, Super Bowl was on Sunday, which uh, yeah. I have to say, in terms of Super Bowls, pretty entertaining. I thought yeah. it was. I thought it was a good game. Not. It's not as good as a, a special Super Bowl two years ago, but uh, we won't go into that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But um, no, it was good to see Big Andy Reid, Big Red himself, get to get his Super Bowl finally. Yep. Um. I know Jim was extremely happy to see Kyle Shanahan blow yet another lead in the Super Bowl. <laughs> now he doesn't have to. Granted, nothing will be as bad as that Atlanta Falcons 28-3 lead. That was a terrible one to blow. But being up 10 in the fourth quarter and giving up 21 points unanswered, it's pretty bad. It's uh, Yes. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a good, entertaining game. I thought the first quarter was a little bit like kind of each team kind of getting their bearings, you know, just figuring out their own games and then uh once uh once they got going it was pretty back and forth it was pretty hard hitting game i thought uh the commercials were actually entertaining too you know i'd say it was a pretty decent super bowl all around i thought there were some pretty good ones i you know there was that one commercial about that goddamn loretta you know the fucking google commercial where she's like remember loretta and i was like i was i'm sitting there i was like that's dark I know you like the Charlie Day ones. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Those Charlie Day ones were great. They, uh, I, I remember we were, uh, cause you, you went to your grandpa's, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, Jim, I, a couple other friends got together at his house. Big old Jim, Jim McHugh, as we call it. He made a bunch of food, but uh, brats. Oh, they were good. You missed out on the brats. I had like five. <laughs> yeah, I had he had five of those. He made uh he made like dry rubbed wings. That sounds good. It was really, they were really good. It was like a sweet sauce. It was, it was pretty good. Well, um, like an Asian sauce? No, it was like, uh, it didn't have the same flavor, but it was close. The closest thing is, you know, when we go to the general, there's that one oh, yeah, sauce. Yeah, it's like, kind of like the barbecue and buffalo, or the barbecue mixed sauce. It's kind of barbecue, but it's yeah, also. Yeah, what do they call that? Um, it's like their special sauce or whatever. There's a word. They're, they, oh, I'd never get it. That's why. I got it before, but it, I don't know. I forget what it's called. I'm, I'll probably remember it. Garlic parm. That's what they are. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, but they were, they were really good. Um, I mean, they made a bunch of, like, dips, and it was a good time. Uh, but when that Charlie Day commercial came on, 
we were all sitting there, and then the next, the Bud Light one came on after that, and he just goes, is it later yet? And I was like, I hope he comes back throughout the whole Super Bowl. And then he kept coming back, and I was like, holy shit. There was a couple good, uh... oh, and another highlight was when uh, I remember the commercials came on. I was like, I bet you this is a Fast and Furious commercial, and then Fast and Furious came up. Fast and Furious 9. Yeah, with uh, John Cena as the villain. It's going to be a masterpiece. But, um, yeah, no, it was a fun Super Bowl. Uh, glad the Chiefs won. If I was actually picking it, I didn't really get I just wanted a good game. Um, and I'm glad, for the most part, you know, there wasn't really any controversy per se. You know, there wasn't anything like, there weren't any, I thought the refs actually did a pretty good job of letting them play. There wasn't a lot of flags. The flags that were there actually, I don't know. Like, like I said, it was actually, for the most part, it was a really, it was just, it reminded me of the Eagles Super Bowl in terms of, like, it was a pretty satisfying game. Yeah, it was satisfying. I just don't, I mean, like, the Eagles was cool because it was a shootout, because it was just, like, 41-33. Like, it was, but this one, this one was defensive, and then at the end, it just, like, Patrick Mahomes basically just took over. Yeah. The Mahomey. <laughs> yeah, that was And Andy, good. did you see Andy Reid's quote? What? No. When he said, uh. How are you gonna celebrate? He said with a double cheeseburger. Oh yeah! But yeah, then yeah. they asked him, "How'd you spend your night? Did you have that double cheeseburger?" He goes, "No, nah, I did. you spend it with the trophy." He goes, "Nope, spend it with my trophy wife." Wow! <laughs> yeah, Andy, Andy, Andy clapped some cheeks that night. Good for him. Yeah. Andy ate a ham sandwich off her. <laughs> he, oh. ate, he ate her ham sandwich. You ever have a ham sandwich? <laughs> he honey roasted that shit. Oh, um, man. But, uh, yeah, besides that, everything's been good. Um, we will, I guess, pretty much hop into it. It's probably going to be not a super, super long episode tonight because, you know, we're going to skim over the Philly shit. So we'll go into the main part of it, which is my expertise, the uh, NHL and, more importantly, Philadelphia Flyers, who are after a... After a long bye week last week, it was tough to talk about, are back in the thick of things and back winning games. Oh, have they been good. All right, let's go into, let's go into the old notes section and get all my notes stuff. All right, so the Flyers have had three... Our, what the fuck even are our segments? <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, okay, so... We'll go into our week in review of the Flyers. So the Flyers have been... They've had three games since we last talked. They had... They played the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is not the right notes. <laughs> Fill the time, Joe. Pittsburgh Penguins on Friday, January 31st. Took an L to the Penguins in overtime, 4-3. to three. Um... Stats on that game would be, uh, let's see, Kevin Hayes had four hits. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. That's uh, all Duke Cabell, whoever that is. <laughs> you're going to go down the whole list. They had yeah. four hits. <laughs> I was um, looking at those standout stats. Um, so you said that they obviously they went. Um, yeah, they, they lost in overtime. In overtime to, uh, and that was a. That was an Elliott start there. Yeah, he played really well, and honestly, that goal, that uh, overtime goal, the Flyers were down three one actually, uh, going into the third, and they they I think they outshot the Penguins seventeen to four in the third period, and they they pretty much outplayed wow. the Penguins, came back to tie it up. The goal, the Pittsburgh goalie played out of his mind, Tristan Jari, and then um, obviously, something that you've heard probably. 40 times since you've been a Flyers fan. Sidney Crosby scored the game winner because we gave him probably the smallest millisecond of too much time, and he was able to just, you know, break through in the three-on-three tournament and score. Uh, But getting a point in that game was super important. Um, It hurts us in terms of catching the Penguins, but it helps us in terms of Staying is that even realistic? Aren't they in first? No, they're in second. They're they're actually real. I don't think you're gonna catch the Penguins. I think you have a better shot of the Penguins playing you. I think that they their best their the most realistic option or the realistic ceiling for them to catch is gonna be third place in the division, which would have them start in Pittsburgh. Um, 
playing the Penguins in, in the first round, which I think is... I think the way that the Flyers have been playing, eventually they're going to end up climbing those standings and they're going to get to... which and, uh, and these other teams that keep winning are probably going to dip down. So the Flyers, as long as they take care of their own business, they shouldn't have anything to worry about. Because I don't see, like, every single team winning. I don't see every single team winning. This shows them as first playoffs. First wild card, right? Yeah, first but they're, wild. But they're tied. They're, aren't they tied with um, Columbus um, in third? Isn't they they have one more point. Columbus has one more point. No, the Columbus is leading the Metropolitan. They're, uh, they're in third, right? Wait a minute. Now I'm confused on what I'm looking at here. It should be the Capitals are in first. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the playoffs bracket. Or not bracket. It has Boston, Tampa Bay. Oh, you're just like if the playoffs started today, who would be playing? Yeah, Hill? it has the Flyers as the number one wild card. Playing the Islanders and the Carolina uh, Hurricanes. I guess they would be playing points wise. They would probably be playing the Capitals. Oof. Capitals seventy five points. But I mean, I don't know if we want to really. We probably don't want to go into the like. Wouldn't the Capitals... Wait a minute. It's how many teams make the wild card? Two. Oh. Right now... Okay, yeah. All right, so if you look at the NHL standings, which I'll pull... I have right here. So they'd be playing the Penguins, right? Because Penguins are in second, so they would play... What What I was saying more so was the Flyers, their best bet, what they would do is they would shoot up... They would probably cap off at third I don't think that they're going to catch the Penguins in second so the, the the way that the playoffs are lined up the first team in the division will play one of the wild card teams I think it's they play the work the first the best team in the division all right let me try to explain this because it's fucking confusing me now all right so let's the Bruins all right the Capitals are the best team in the east right now they will play the worst wild card team yeah right so they would play, so the Capitals would end up playing the Islanders. Or no. Or who gives a shit? All right. <laughs> yeah, All right. I think you're right. All right, yeah. yeah. Um, either way, the Flyers, the Flyers are currently. <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah, the Flyers. Who the fuck knows, all right? <laughs> the Flyers have 65 <laughs> points, and they're currently in the first wild card spot. The next best team is the Blue Jackets, who are tied with them, but they have a tiebreaker, which I think has to do with, like, the amount of shootout losses or whatever, which I can go on a rant about. But um, And then the Penguins have 71, the Capitals have 75. The Islanders have pretty much dipped down a little bit, and the Flyers have been, I think, one of the hottest teams so in the league at the moment. So the Flyers just have to keep doing their own thing, and I... I I don't see the Blue Jackets staying as hot as they are, but I've seen weirder things happen. So we can't we can't think of I don't sees and more so just the Flyers just literally have to focus on themselves, which is what they're doing. Um, but before we kind of go into all that, we should probably still go back into the recap because we got a little distracted there Sorry. talking about who's playing who and how the fuck that even works. <laughs> <laughs> a team plays a team. Um, all right. The next game was Saturday night. Was a, it was the second of a back to back where they were they went back from Pittsburgh to the Wells Fargo Center to play the Colorado Hurricanes. Or Avalanche. Did I say the Colorado Hurricanes? <laughs> restart. Restart. Restart the whole fucking. The Carolina Avalanche. <laughs> um, the uh, they played the Colorado Avalanche, and um, they beat one of the. Surprisingly, Flyers and the Avalanche have pretty similar records, but the Avalanche are a super skilled, very, very good team. Probably one of the teams you could look at at the end of the year as being a cup contender, so it's good news for the Flyers. They beat the Avalanche 6-3 to on a pretty back-and-forth game. Uh, the Mr. Kevin Hayes had two goals... One of them, a super beautiful shorthanded uh, goal. Uh, nice little two-on-one rocket. Uh, Joel Farabee had two goals, who has been red hot since he started playing with Sean Couturier, who had three assists that game. Uh, I mean, and Alex Lyon, 
who is ever since Carter Hart's been hurt has been a call up played really well with uh 28 saves on 31 shots which is pretty good against a really skilled team especially a team with Gabriel Landeskog and um, Nathan McKinnon who were left off the board with actually no Landeskog had an assist but Nathan McKinnon was left off the board with no shot or three shots allowed from him but he had zero goals zero assists so zero points uh, yeah, no, the Flyers played really well. The thing that the Flyers, their identity has kind of been um, defense, which is pretty nice to see. Um, they've been pretty sound defensively. They've been able to kind of, especially with the penalty kill, their power play is absolute ball sack. Um, they are, honestly, I think I'd rather the Flyers get a penalty at this point than go on the power play because they score more on the on the penalty kill than they do on the power play. Which it's funny actually. I think this game, Kevin Hayes, one of his goals was a power play goal, but it was a four. It was a four minute penalty because um, who was it? Was it Niskanen? It might yeah. Niskanen got hit in the mouth and he was bleeding. So they gave they give you four minutes when uh, you get slashed in the face and you get you're bleeding. Um, but they scored with like four seconds left in the uh, second period or first period. Either way, I think it was the first period. But um, yeah, no, it was uh. Flyers went up 2-0. Then the Avalanche came back, and they were winning 3-2. And then the Flyers scored three goals in the third. It was a, good, uh, it was a very good victory. I, I was a really entertaining game. Um, and then last night was probably the most boring of the three. <laughs> but the Flyers won 3-0. But the Detroit Red Wings are a pitiful bunch. Um... I know we're a Philly podcast, but I try to stay not super... I try to be a little bit not biased, but the Red Wings are absolutely fucking terrible. They're 12-38-4 right now. Um, I think they're like on a legendary... having a legendary terrible season. Maybe not. I know the Avalanche a couple years ago had like 10 wins at this point in the season. Like It was really bad, but... um. Oh, shit. Last year? No, it was three years ago, I think. Oh, I was going to say, they're pretty, apparently they're pretty good this year, so... Yeah, they're really good around. Um, the Yeah, the Red Wings are 12-38-4, so the Flyers uh, avoided falling into the trap of going into a team, going into the barn of a team who are not good, who probably have... Probably don't belong in the same conversation as the Flyers at the moment, and they were able to go in, take care of business. You know, Brian Elliott had his fortieth career shutout on sixteen shots. Um, I mean, the Red Wings pretty much didn't get anything started. There was like two times where the Red Wings could have scored, and they fucked both up themselves. So that's how bad it was. Um, Mister Scott Lawton scored the first goal on a nice little pat. Quick pass in the slot. Um, Matt Niskanen then scored, and then on and then uh, Mr. Kevin Hayes scored another shorthanded goal on a breakaway. Uh, yeah, no, who scored the third goal? <laughs> no, it was uh yeah, Kevin Hayes scored the third goal. It was a uh, but yeah, three nothing. It wasn't a very interesting game because, like I said, the Red Wings kind of aren't very good this year um so this marks let's see i think the flyers i i went to the game earlier in the season where the flyers played on black friday and they won like six to one against the red wings this i yeah let me see i'm trying to see if the flyers played um I think the Flyers play one more. Yeah, they play one more time on March twenty sixth. Um, that will be their third and final game. So the Flyers are currently two and zero against the Red Wings this year, and they have scored nine goals to their one. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the Red Wings have literally. Wow. I think they're. I think the Red Wings, honestly, I forget. I think they've allowed. They said something along the lines of like they've allowed ten shorthanded goals this season. <laughs> 
which is like the league lead. Damn. Yeah, like they're not good. They're uh, really. Like they're never well. They're happens. they're in a really bad. Or they're in a really big rebuild right now, so it makes sense. So they're obviously going for a lottery pick, but I'd hate to be a Red Wings fan right now. Trust the process. Look how that's great. <laughs> Look how that works for the Sixers. <laughs> I think I saw a tweet. I mean, we're getting off topic from the Flyers, but it was like 2013 to 2017 was um, trust the process. Then it was 2018 to 2019. It was, uh, what was it, like live in the moment or something? Or yeah, what yeah. Was it? And, it then, was. and then it was like 2019 to 2020. Help me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, back to the Flyers. Um, yeah, it was it was a really you know they went two zero and one, so they got five out of the possible six points, and uh, now we can go back to our standings. <laughs> oh God, here we go. We're not going to talk about who's going to play who. It's an adventure. <laughs> All right, so the Capitals. Are currently 35, 13, and 5 with 75 points in first place in the division. Then comes the Penguins with their 33, 14, and 5 with 71 points, second in the division. The Blue Jackets are 28, 16, and 9 for 65 points. The Flyers are 29, 17, 7 with 65 points, which I know you're probably going to say. The Flyers have one more win, but the but the Flyers lost to the Blue Jackets, I think, in a shootout, which I think the shootout loss is a tiebreaker, which I think is stupid. I think they need to do away with loser points in general because I think it too many teams get away. Or too many teams can basically squeak into the playoffs solely on loser points. Like you can like lose in overtime like ten times in a row and still be in a playoff spot. So you don't like that point? No, I think what they should do is they should make overtime points. Uh, I think they should do three points for a regulation win because then teams will play more for regulation if you make the points. Or you do two points for regulation, uh, one point for an overtime win, and then just zero points. Like I think you just got to do away with the loser points because then teams will stop playing basically to lose. Do you think they do that? I mean, I think like... A lot of teams, if it's 2-2 at the end of the game, they'll kind of just wait until it gets to overtime because then both teams get to point. Like, if there's, like, three minutes left, sometimes teams will kind of slow up. Do you think big leagues like this would have, like, a really big drive to win? But Well, it's because it's the way to beat the system because you can get a point from just getting to overtime. But more to, if you get more points from winning in regulation, you'd have more teams working their ass off at the end of the game, which would make the games at the end more exciting. Oh, I guess I can kind of say. So, like, if you were to lose in overtime. Like, maybe. Or before overtime, you wouldn't get anything. So you're just trying to play it simple until overtime to get at least eight points. See how, yeah. So, oh, like, yeah, say, like, even, yeah. say, like, you're a team who's getting your ass outplayed. Say, like, you're getting your ass kicked the whole time, but you're mm-hmm. still tied. Then you're really just playing to, to get to overtime. So, like, you just get that point. Like, the Flyers, the past probably five seasons, were the team playing for that point. Now the Flyers are a team playing to win because they're capable of actually making the playoffs. But a lot of teams say, like, let me look for a team. Like, um, someone like the Canadians, who are 24, 23, and 7, who I don't think are going to make the playoffs, but they're, like, eight points out of the playoffs and... If, like, say the Maple Leafs go on, like, a crazy losing streak or something, then the Canadians can squeak in. Then they're the type of team who would be playing for, like, just one point because then it helps them out in the long run. I think the way you combat that is you make regulation points three points. And then you make, if you're going to keep the loser point, at least you make the regulation wins matter more. Because I love the overtime. The three-on-three overtime is one of the most exciting parts about the game. But it's also frustrating that you see it so much because you feel like then teams are just getting rewarded that don't actually kind of... you. Some teams get points that don't deserve the points, which in this case is like the Flyers right now have 60... All right, I'll put it in this perspective for you. Now you'll kind of maybe understand it. The Flyers have 65 points right now and are in the first wild card spot. If you go to the West and you go to the Pacific Division... The Flyers have sixty, or the Canucks have sixty-five points, are in first place of their division. Wow! So, like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The, their metropolitan division is the best in the league, but even like 
in the Central, which is the Blues division, 65 points would still have them in second place. So if they were in the West, they would be kind of snug in a playoff spot right now. So it's like, it's not necessarily, the league can fix it, but it's also just this division's just really stacked. The East is just a really stacked uh, conference. So it sucks that the Flyers picked the one year to be really good when everybody else fucking decided to win too. But I don't think, I don't want to say, like I said, I don't think it's, you should do, we should do the thing that is like, okay, let's decide to worry about these other teams. If the Flyers literally just take care of their business, win games, keep being consistent, eventually something's going to give and these other teams are going to fall off a little bit. And if the Flyers can just keep working their asses off, which AV system has pretty, a lot of these players have pretty much taken AV system and now they know, now they're a very defensive team. So as long as they just keep put their heads down and work their asses off, it's not going to, I don't think we're going to have an issue come playoff time. I don't see it would be so disappointing for the Flyers to miss the playoffs. Um but they're also right now they have a 9 they're 90 and 2 which they have an 11 game point streak currently and they're 72 and 1 their last 10 so that's also something to get behind. Um okay, what else do we got to talk about? I got a couple other things. Let's see what we got to talk about. Um I think I pretty much talked about everything I need to talk about. Never mind. Uh, now, uh, Farabee and Coots, I said, were have been really good together. They've been red hot. Great chemistry. Seems like anyone, any time you want to get someone out of a slump, you just put them with Couturier. But um, also, the one thing I'll say is I've noticed, and then they said this during the game last night, was uh, a veteran coach like Elaine Vigneault knew when to wait for Farabee you know, keep him kind of on the fourth line, but keep him in the lineup because he's been playing well. But the moment you kind of see that little twinkle of offensive spark coming back, he decided to bump him up. To He knew the right time when to, you know, reward him. And not even reward him because he wasn't doing anything, but knew when to advance a younger player, which is something that coaches sometimes struggle with. So, and then Farabee is starting to show uh, flashes of him being just dominant. And he hasn't even reached his potential yet. So imagine like another year. It's gonna be unreal. Um the one the one kind of negative I'll say, and there's a couple things I'm gonna get into, because it's part of the stories I've been talking about, uh, or I have to talk about. Um Drew hasn't scored in like 13 games. <laughs> Damn. But there's two things I'll say about this, and we can attest this back that we can relate this to another Philadelphia athlete. Um He's just been unlucky. Also, he's been doing all the right things right. Um, if it wasn't for him being so unlucky, he would probably have nine goals in the black and not. He'd probably have nine goals in the past or nine points in the past five games because JV or not JVR would because JVR and Giroux and Konechny are all on the line, and uh, JVR's um, JVR's pretty much had just as much of an unlucky uh, streak as Giroux. So. Hopefully they can kind of get get over this and uh, Drew can start being a little more productive. But I will say the one reason that he's probably had this season is it's something that seems to happen with a lot of athletes, and it happened to Philadelphia Philly, Bryce Harper, is he had a kid. <laughs> and it seems like when players have kids, they go through struggle because obviously you're a new you have a new kid and you're you know dealing with so that you know that happens and I, I I'm not giving Giroux like a pass or anything but it's not like Giroux's been playing bad he's just been unlucky there's been a lot of times where he's had like a shot and he's maybe shot it a little over the net or he's had a shot blocked so it's not like Giroux's not playing bad he just hasn't been as productive as he's been and he's also you know he's 32 so he's slowing down a little bit he's not going to be as productive as he usually is but you know it's funny that Giroux's struggling, but we're still this good. Imagine if he can kind of get hot right near the playoffs. Like, the team's going to be fucking unstoppable. I remember earlier in the year, he was struggling as well as Voracek. Voracek's turned it around. JVR's gone through streaks. So he's gone through, like, maybe, like, five goals in two games. Then he'll kind of slow off. Then he'll go back. Voracek's been really consistent because he's been playing with uh, Couturier and Farabee. And Voracek literally always... And I'm... I'm going to say that I'm really mad at myself for buying into the trade Voracek talk because I'm an idiot and I shouldn't have and I've always been a defender of him and he's literally, once again, 
he's doing the same thing he does every year where he starts off maybe the first month. He's slow, and everyone's like, yeah, fuck you, Jake. Get out of the city. And then he literally just goes on a hot streak, and he'll end the year with, like, 82 points, and then everyone will be like, yeah, I know he could do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Drew's uh, just been a little unlucky, and he's, but he's been working. He's the captain. He's, you know, he, he never takes a game off. So that's I don't have you know how like there's those players who are not productive and you kind of like you're getting ag- I'm not getting agitated with Drew I'm just kind of like there's been a, it out yeah there's a, and there's a couple times where like when he had a wide open net last night he shot it above the net and I was just like ah, damn it Drew you just gotta you just gotta shoot it fucking just one inch lower but once that first, once that goal goes in once you break that slump I mean then he's gonna start scoring in bunches because that's what happens it's just a matter of him getting um, so hopefully he can. Thursday night because they play the Devils, another team who's not great. So maybe he can, you know, have one just go off his ass or something. All he needs is the puck to go in the net. So far, his teammates have been picking up the slack for him. So. Yeah, which is what you want. And he's the captain, so he's obviously going to, uh, you know, he's still work. He's doing a lot of other things. He's being good defensively. He's been great on the penalty kill. Um, but, yeah. Um, so we'll go into – let me see what I sent you. I sent, I sent you – I'll save the one story for league news, even though it's around the Flyers. But there's been uh, just a couple um, things I've been kind of thinking about. One of the things I've been thinking about is uh, Ghost has been injured. He's not going to play Thursday, so he's or he might actually play Thursday. Was he was he going to play Thursday? Either way, he's had he got knee surgery like three or four weeks ago, and. Uh, I know I talked about it in, or I think I talked about it last week with um, Goss's beer kind of not fitting into AB's schemes or anything, but uh, I think that the, um, I'm, I think once Goss's beer gets back, he's going to be in the lineup solely to showcase himself so we can get out of here. I think that um, there's a couple players who are unrealistic that have been benched which means that because the trade deadline is getting a little closer it means that players are going to start getting shielded you know how like they take players out of the lineup so that they don't want them to get hurt for a trade yeah, yeah. so uh one of the players is philadelphia native johnny goudreau or he's new jersey native johnny goudreau who's obviously been linked to the flyers a lot because he was a flyers fan as a kid sort of in the same vein as mike trout always was um he would be a huge guy to get You'd also have to give up a lot. Um, another guy is superstar Tyler Sagan, who again, if the Flyers got him, they would go. F- they would be an immediate Cup contender because he's. The- Remember how I said a little bit earlier that X factor? They don't have that superstar. Yeah. Tyler Sagan would be that superstar. Johnny Goudreau also would be that superstar. I don't think they're going to get something like that, but I have seen crazier things happen, and you. I'm not in the room with Chuck Fletcher. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what they're willing to give up prospect-wise or anything or draft-wise. Um, the other guy that I spoke about and I really think would be would make the most sense on paper is Tyler Toffoli from the Kings. He's 27. I think you could get away with giving Ghost and a second-round pick probably to get him. I don't think you have to like break the bank in terms of trading away assets. You maybe have to throw in a prospect, but it could be a lower tier one. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. See, I'm I have pulled an article up from the the Inquirer right now, and granted, this the guy here sometimes will talk out of his ass, but he does usually have good stories. Um, he is the byline of this article is strong finishes by Claude Giroux and Gossespierre may be better than any Flyers trade acquisition, which is a hundred percent true. But my only issue is you have until February twenty fourth, which is the trade deadline, for Gossespierre to kind of get his shit together. But he's been out for three weeks. It kind of seems like the coach hasn't really figured out how to use him or figured out. Um, Figured out if he works out for the team. Yeah, figured out like systematically. And also, he's kind of the thing about the lineup he's been using is that it's been working. So like do you really want to fuck with that? Like it's 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 been kind of also something that's funny though is um 
I was he got uh, arthroscopic knee surgery, which is like I guess they make the small incision, they go in and repair whatever's. Um, you could you could make the argument that maybe his knee problems that he's been having have hurt his effectiveness. You know, he hasn't really been able. He doesn't have that same like quickness that he used to have. Um, that's fair, but also you don't want to like. You don't know if that's necessarily you're gonna have enough time to figure that out. Um, it would be huge for them to get him back that way, and his pow- that would help the Flyers' power play immensely if he could start putting the puck in the net, because then that may- gives them that that kind of punch they're missing. Um, so it, it's it's. You're in, you're in deep thought. I know. I'm, I'm, I was reading a little bit of this, this article here just to, like, he, Chuck Fletcher could, if, if Gossier for two or three weeks out of nowhere just regained his scoring touch, um, that would help them. Flyers probably wouldn't have to make a huge trade. They would be able to stand pat and probably deal with what they have because they have depth. Something that actually I didn't mention was that um, – Probably MVP. You know what? No, we always don't. We always pick a player of the week or something. Is not one of our things. Yeah, I'll wait for that. I'll talk about um that one. Well, I don't know. Is that Jim? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's one of the segments. Is I forget what it is, but you want to know what the Forky says? I don't know. Oh, Forky. <laughs> Some about a question. Forky asks a glass, Jim. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, the uh. Yeah, Gossespierre should be back. Gossespierre will return tomorrow. So that gives them, what's today? The fourth. That gives them 19 days of Gossespierre figuring his shit out. I hope he does. I like Gossespierre. I, I, I hope that this surgery magically repairs his knee. Like it magically makes everything better. Who knows? You don't, I don't know. You, you don't know what's going to happen. We'll, we'll see. Uh, you know what? Next week we'll go into the we'll make a segment a, a mini segment. We'll make the Gostaspear segment. <laughs> From here on out, we're gonna make Gostaspear a point. You know what? Up until the trade deadline, we're gonna have the Gostaspear minute, and we're gonna look at Gostaspear. And we're gonna see what we're gonna see how he's doing and see if he's figured it out yet. All right. I, I don't want to say he's going to. I don't want to say he's not going to. Uh, so Gostaspear will be back tomorrow or Thursday. Carter Hart uh, is on the verge of returning, but they're obviously making sure he's totally healed from his abdominal strain, and which makes a hundred percent sense. I would, I don't, you don't, especially the way Brian Elliott's been playing, you don't want to rush him back. Good point. Um, you don't need to, right? No, I've, you got him and Alex Lyons, a competent backup goalie. So like, it's how long has he been with the team? Because I remember, I recognize his name from a while ago. Let me see. He he's not that old. He's, I think he's only like 25, 26. He's 27. Um, he was undrafted. He joined them in 2016. He joined the Phantoms, so he's been on the team. 20, I think he was he was on the team last year and the year before, mm-hmm. so he's been there. Um, but, uh, yeah, all right, that's it. that's pretty much it for, like, Flyers talk. They, uh, they take on the Devils Thursday night at home. Devils haven't been a great team either. Uh, so we got to take care of business there, which I don't see us not doing. Uh, even though it's divisional and it can be weird, we beat the, we happen to beat the Devils the times we played them. So, um, all right, that's Thursday, right? Yep, play the Devils. Yep, at home. Um, okay, this is league news. We're gonna go around the league, but this it fits into the Flyers. Gritty has been acquitted of his charges of punching a kid. <laughs> He's innocent. We freed him. Um, that's about it. So I will say that this dad who lied about Gritty punching his kid is a fucking asshole. And he's an idiot. A little bit, yeah. And you can't take Gritty down. You can't take him down. <laughs> he's, he's he, yeah, he's, he, Gritty don't play no shit, all right? Apparently. Now Gritty's actually going to hit your kid. He's going to make it count. <laughs> he's going to throw a football at him. Yeah, if, look, if Gritty punched your kid, if you took a running start and hit your kid in the back head, your kid would be beheaded. He wouldn't have a fucking neck anymore. Good point. <laughs> yeah, which he would be slithering same. around like a snake. <laughs> um, all right, that's enough about that. We just wanted to make sure everyone knows that Gritty's innocent. He always was innocent, and you don't doubt Gritty. Free Gritty. Um, all right. He has been freed. 
the uh, other the next story who I had you actually happened to read this before we started recording was uh just some rookie rankings. Uh, Quinn Hughes, the Vancouver defenseman, is pretty much the shoe in at the moment for. Uh, You were saying? <laughs> Pretty much the shoot. You got an important call? No, it's just my fucking friend who never texts. He always calls for some reason. Um, Quinn Hughes, uh, the Calder Trophy is pretty much his this year. He's been uh, he's been putting on a... Uh, I mean, Vancouver's a lot better than they've been. Uh, they're a lot better than they were supposed to be this year, and then a lot of that's due to Quinn Hughes. Uh, but the other guy who's been playing really well is Kale McCarr, the defenseman for... Uh, Colorado, who is, um, I guess he's technically in his first year, so he would be a rookie, but he did play. It's really weird when, like, the NHL, you can, like, if you're in college and your team's out of the college playoff and you're signed to a team, then, uh, or you're, like, drafted by a team, then that team can draft you, like, can be, or can sign you, basically. So after, I think, Kale McCarr play i don't remember what college team he played for but he his team lost out um in the playoffs last year and then colorado brought him into the playoffs so it's like weird that you can just like basically like a free roster spot technically that you can do um but uh he's been playing ridiculous this year uh once again colorado obviously is a really talented team who the flyers just beats but uh yeah but it'll be interesting to see that flyers don't have anyone uh who's who's a rookie who's, you know, capable of being in this conversation. But uh, they've had a lot of good young players who have been um, a lot of first-year, second-year players who have been obviously a big part of their success. So, you know, they don't have a standout rookie, but they have some good, like obviously Joel Farabee. Um, Connor Bunneman's been on the team for, you know, he was up earlier and now he's back and he's been part of the, uh, consistently effective fourth line, which is where I was going to go into the player of the week when I get there. But um, yeah, it's been a, it's been nice to see the Flyers having young talent come together, but they don't have anyone who's in this. And then uh, the other league story that you that I sent you wasn't a story, but it was that video. There was a there was a game. It's a hockey game. In case you didn't know. Um, Col- Col- or not Colorado, but I want to talk about the Colorado Hurricanes for some reason. They're not a fucking team. Is <laughs> since, that your uh, franchise? No, team that's Cincinnati NHL? Chili's. All right. Um, the Calgary, Calgary Flames, that's the team I was thinking of, and the Edmonton Oilers in their coveted Battle of Alberta series they've been having this year played again Thursday night uh, after the... Uh, Remember a couple weeks ago, I didn't send you guys the video, but it was the fight of, um, it was when there was those hits behind the net. Remember when the guy was running, it was the Calgary Flame ran the guy behind the net and he wanted to fight him and he didn't fight him? Well, no, I don't remember that from last week. Was it last? Yeah, it was last week. Or two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. It was, um, and then the guy told him, called him a pussy. You don't remember that? Kind of. Well, uh, they they fought finally Thursday night. They had a game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah. Well, they finally fought each other because uh, Calgary played each other both Thursday and then Saturday, which is what that video was. The video was of, I think it was during like the second period, um, there was a scuffle around the net, and it turned into an all-out line brawl in which uh, Calgary goalie Mike Smith, nope, Calgary goalie <laughs> Cam Talbot, <laughs> that was the wrong goalie, and... Uh, Edmonton goalie Mike Smith met men at center ice and fought each other in the first, I think the first goalie fight of the year. There hasn't been a goalie fight since last season. I don't even remember the goalie fight that was last season, but, um, and, uh, yeah, it was, a uh, it was good. It was, it was a good, nice, uh, nice bout. Uh, there's, they, Edmonton Oilers were beating or did end up beating Calgary eight to three. So they fucking socked them. But, um, I I told you before we recorded I really want Calgary and Edmonton to meet in the playoffs. That'll be that. You remember like the Flyers Penguins playoff series in twenty twelve when it was just brawl after brawl. That's what it would be like. It'd be awesome. Like it'd be great for the sport and it would just be exciting to watch. Um, but yeah, that's uh 
for for NHL news, that's that's honestly it. I mean, that's nothing really um nothing really else happening. Like I said, the Flyers play Thursday. They and they then they play the Capitals Saturday night, which is going to be a big game. That's going to be a fun one. Um, they're Let's in Washington. They do against the Caps. They think will Carter Hart be back by then or no? Just keep Elliot in. They'll probably use Elliot still. Um, let me see. Capitals. I don't know if the Flyers and the Capitals played each other. No, they did. They played twice. Um, it won't let me for some reason. It like won't let me see the past. It won't let me see the last games. Fill the air. Fill the air, Tanja. Fill the air, time. Yeah. Um, well, well, don't forget, on the Chick-fil-A app, you get a free eight-piece count if you have Chick-fil-A around you. Um, if you don't, it's a chicken fast food place, but it's really not fast food. It's better than that. I saw a tweet. It said, uh, not, well, okay, I'll just, I already, I already started the intro. The Chick-fil-A must be the pussy part of the bird because that shit tastes good as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right i found it <laughs> okay um the flyers played the capitals twice so far this season um so that means that they have to play right yeah they played them twice yeah all right so they lost two to one was it two to one two to one two to one yeah two to one yeah, they lost two to one in a shootout, um, in in Philly, and then they beat the Capitals three to two the last time they played them, which was in early January. So they're one they're one zero and one currently against the Capitals. So they play them Saturday, and then we'll just for the fuck of it look. They play them again in March, and I think that's it. They only play them four times this year. Yeah, they only played him four times this year. So uh so they're one oh and one and they're gonna look and that's that's gonna be a good game because the Flyers have been really consistent against good teams. Like they've been able to play really well against the good ones. So it'll be fun that'll be a fun, exciting game. It's in Washington. It'll be a good test on the road. Um Yeah. Um all right, so we did say I know I realized early on too, I completely forgot to say all our bullshit like, oh awesome. I'm doing all this shit, so I'll just save it for the end. <laughs> but um, all right, so we're gonna go. We're gonna do a quick Phillies talk. But I mean, I there's not a lot for me to talk about in terms of this, just because I've been so invested in the Flyers that it's been harder for me to keep track. But um, well, Jim's the Phillies expert, right? so he's gonna do his uh minisode. Yeah. Um, the two things that I noticed today that I'll t- that I'll really go in depth on is um, the Phillies announced earlier today that on May 29th of this year, the 10th anniversary of his perfect game, Roy Halladay's number will be retired in Philly, which made me extremely happy. Um, I think it's really well-deserved, obviously. Uh, Yeah, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I I love the doc. I loved him when he was here. I appreciated him when he wasn't. No, I I don't. I'm not a crier, but I actually cried when he died. No, I was I was like I said, it was Doc Holiday. Was one of the only times where like someone that I didn't know, like celebrity wise or athlete wise, really hit me. Yeah. Um, when we were talking about the Kobe that thing that happened last week, but um. Oh yeah, I think I did mention that already. But Doc Holiday, I mean, I'm I'm excited. Um, I'm sure tickets to this game will be fucking outrageous. <laughs> um, it's kind of criminal if you think about it, but yeah. But it would be a really fun one to go to. Yeah. I think Jim said we're probably just a we're off topic. I think he wants to go to uh, opening weekend. He wants to hit that Sunday game. I don't care. I just don't like to make plans. So if you guys make them for me, I'll be like, okay. Okay. We are going to the Flyers game. We're, going, we're, looking, we're looking. We're looking. We're trying to we're trying to figure this whole thing out. We're going to have an update on that every single week until we get tickets. Or don't get tickets, and then we're angry. Yep. We're getting tickets. Um, okay. You say so. But yeah, I'm really excited for Doc's family to uh well deserved to be there that day. It's you know, it's a shame that Doc won't be there to uh obviously enjoy the moment, but I'm no whole his family will be there and um it'll it'll be a really good day. 
Yeah, well deserved. Even yeah. though he wasn't a Philly his entire career, you know, he just did so much good. He there was there, there was a, there was enough in, even perfect game, uh, no hitter in in a playoffs. It's probably the most successful short term short term Philly, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I haven't watched. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know enough about like um. At least in my lifetime, yeah. Yeah, and in, so. in, in our lifetime. Um, what else? So, happy for Doc. Um, the other one, I mean, there's there's a couple stories I want to save for Jim, so he has shit to talk about. There was, uh, firstly, I thought this guy's name, Logan Forsynth. Forst? Is this the thing you said about Foreskin? Yeah, I thought his name was Foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> So Jim sent an article in our group chat that we have that we share our new stories with each other to kind of get prepared for the episode. I thought it was four synth and the or foreskin and the Phils agree on a miners deal, and I was like, the Phillies have a guy named fucking foreskin, and they're he's not on the roster. You know, I would buy a jersey that says fucking foreskin on it. You can customize foreskin sixty nine. You that's it. Spending four hundred dollars on a jersey. <laughs> It would get the back Zach Hurst jersey. Get a foreskin. It would immediately have beer poured on it and ruined. If or it no. would be appreciated. Yes, I actually knowing this city. Um. Uh, what else? The new Phillies hitting coach is has been um. Already working really hard in terms of. You know, it's been a short short bit of time since we hired him, but it seems like he's already been implementing some of his new changes. I'll save that for Jim. I also don't want to sound like I know what I'm talking about because I skimmed the article. I'm not going to lie here. Um, we're, and, we're honest with you. you know. Yeah. But the real important story of the week. Philadelphia Phillies legend, Sean Rodriguez, <laughs> <laughs> is going to stay in the National League East. Phillies, that's even the title of the article. Yeah. Phillies I didn't. Legend. I didn't come up with that. Sean Rodriguez. I would have came up with something like Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> shit stain, Sean Rodriguez. All right. That's hilarious. He signed a... Uh, Big breaking news here. <laughs> he signed a minor league deal with the Miami Marlins. Oh, God. You know, he had one really fantastic home run. Then he said every single fan was entitled, in which case we all said, go fuck yourself, asshole. And... Uh, Maybe you know to win, maybe, I couldn't get him this week, but maybe next week or you know we'll try our best. But I know he'll be back in the near future. Uh, Gabe, oh, yeah. he'll uh, he'll be back. Well, I could I hopefully not. I, I couldn't get him. Um, I tried my best. I know you guys aren't cool. a fan of him as much, but uh, I really like to hear what he has to say. And uh, I'm I just sure, want to know why he peeled the chicken nuggets. Other than uh, that, I'm maybe. sure that he's really ecstatic about the Sean Rodriguez deal. Um, I know him and Sean probably greased each other up real good. Probably. With all that money. All four, I, it's a minor league deal, so he probably got like four cents in a shaved chicken nugget. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, he just paid and peeled chicken nuggets. No, I feel like, honestly, he probably... Gabe probably has the fucking chicken nugget skin in his closet. He just <laughs> opens it up and goes, Sean, put it on my eyelids. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like that, but, uh... I can't do his voice that well, so... Yeah, we'll need the real thing. We'll ask him to say it next time. Yeah, we'll call. We'll, uh, we'll give him a call this week. I got my people. But um, all right. You know what? I think uh, I think we did pretty well there with uh, just the two of us. Yeah. Um, so I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna call it uh, an episode. Um, this was a little bit of a shorter one, but with Jim's mini, so it'll make a nice little companion piece for episode twenty-seven. Uh, make sure that. Y'all like and review us. We really appreciate it. We uh, you know, we want to keep doing this. We want to hear feedback, and uh, I'm not gonna promise that I'm gonna do something like Jim always does because it seems like every fucking time he promises, you guys don't do it. So I'm gonna pretend you guys don't even exist. Yeah, and then maybe well, they don't. So that makes yeah. Sense. <laughs> well, well, our fans are Gabe and Eat Shave Chicken Nugget. <laughs> um, <laughs> make sure you like review, uh, share with your friends. Tell your family, tell your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your imaginary friend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we're available on all the podcasting, most of them, I think. I don't know how many there are, but I know we're on the important ones. We're on Anchor, our partner, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, CastBox, the important one. Add me on, uh, add me on CastBox. Yes, and then... Um, 
Follow us on Patreon. Yeah, I'm not even. Yeah, I'm gonna do some. I'm, we're gonna do some Patreon work. So we're not gonna mention the Patreon this week. We're gonna go back to the Patreon. We're gonna do a revamping. I'm Has gonna let you vamped yet. We're gonna vamp it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, Are we? Because we were. No, I'm gonna let fucking that. Jim vamp it. Okay, I I va- I, va- I don't know what the fuck Patreon. I vet it. I bet it. Jim can oomp it, okay? He can do the oomp it. Yeah, do the alley van. Um, what else does Jim, What else do we say? Make sure you like, review. You do all your handles and shit. Oh, know. yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter or follow Joey on uh, Pizza Hub Rewards. Yeah, um, yeah no, my Coke Rewards. I'm trying to go. Give me, some, give me your uh, caps. I'm trying to win a fucking, you know... I need a sweepstakes. Trying to, to win an ex- original to Six Flags. You're trying to win an Xbox One. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Like the no. Like the like Xbox One. Like just no, the, the original. original. <laughs> I want one of them. So they're really cool. Um, follow us on Twitter at Stick Energy Capital S Capital E. You can follow me at shit. You have no. You can follow me at Eric underscore Rare Eleven Capital E Capital R. No space in between the rare and eleven. Um, I'll throw Jim's out there just because I'm a good co-host. Um, you can follow Jim at Jimmy Coleman, capital J, capital K. It's K U L L M A N N because I'm sure you guys have been searching for Jimmy Cole C O L E man, and some guys like, "Who the fuck are you?" <laughs> um, Probably. Does he does he spell it out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. And then no, he doesn't. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think that's that's it. Um, I have a good week, everyone. Um, you know, let's go Flyers. Let's keep it up. Let's keep the consistency. Um, I am. I don't know. I'm going to see the Harley Quinn movie Thursday night. I know you're not as interested in it as I am, but I will let you know about what I think. Maybe I'll still sway, see. Maybe it. I'll sway you. But oh, you're gonna see it still? Yeah, yeah, I'll see it this week. I heard. I've heard, I've heard good early things about it. I've heard. It's, uh, I heard it's similar to Deadpool, like humor wise, funny, and, and um, I've heard it's super gory, and I heard Ewan McGregor's fucking awesome in it. Well, that's gonna be the saving grace if yeah, if he's in it. I heard it's great. well, he's in it, but I mean, if he's um. Good. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Completely forgot. What? We were talking about the whole player of the week for the whole episode. Oh, yeah, I was going to yeah, forget yeah. it. Um, so my player of the week is Flyers fourth liner Ryan Pitlick, or the Clitlick, as we call him. Um, Jim's favorite flyer. He, uh, he has been un- pretty damn near unstoppable in terms of just being like a freight train. He's been throwing some big hits. He's been scoring. It's funny. So I was doing a little bit of like research to think back of who, um, like how we got Ryan Pitlick. Or is it Ryan Pitlick? Tyler Pitlick. Did I say Ryan Pitlick this whole time? I don't know, man. All right, Tyler Pitlick, not because we traded for Tyler Pitlick from Ryan Hartman, who we got in a trade last year for Wayne Simmons. So we got... Ryan Tyler, <laughs> Tyler fucking Pitlick, Tyler Pitlick, we got for Wayne Simmons in a trade, which is a good trade. We ended up getting, that's a good trade right there. He's a young player, right? Yeah, he's only like 27. He's been really consistent. He's been able to score nice goals too. And uh, when they're out, like the Flyers' fourth line the past couple of years has just been a bunch of players who like probably don't belong in the league. But this year we have, I think, Scott Lawton, Michael Raffle and Tyler Pitlick playing on the line, and they've been really, really consistent. Um, so, and our last, uh, our last segment that we didn't even fucking talk about is a uh, twenty twenty vision that Jim likes to. You know what's going to happen this week? I think the Flyers are going to win. That's such a Jim title. I know. We're going to call it what's to come. <laughs> uh, Flyers are going to win Thursday. They're going to. I'm going to say make it to overtime on Saturday and then I don't know if they're going to win or lose against the Caps, but I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a close game and there's going to be extra time. Um and then I think that then the Flyers are going to win Monday night against the Panthers. And then um we'll be recording Tuesday night, so they'll be playing Tuesday night I think too. Uh but yeah, it's going to be a good week for the Flyers and uh we got to keep winning because the only way to make the playoffs is got to just take care of your business. So uh, 
Sorry that I just plugged everything and then I went on another five-minute rant. But uh, make sure you do all the shit I told you to do already. Okay. Uh, with that, I'm Eric. I'm Joe. And uh, that's Jim. He's not here, but he'll be here with you during the week for his minisode. Uh, make sure you guys check it out because his minisodes are good. Um, all right. We just hit an hour, so now we can. All right. See you later. Perfect. Peace out, motherfuckers. <laughs>